0: The scripture that we just read a moment ago shared with us some of the most profound words given in the Christmas story. And I think they're words we ought to consider this evening. They are words that the shepherds heard when the angel said to them, To you is born this day in the city of David. That's Bethlehem. I've been there a couple of times in Bethlehem to the place where Christ was born. And this is what they said, you need to go there into the city of David, and there you'll see a Savior, profound insight, who is Christ the Lord. I want to look at some of the impact and some of the change that Christmas brings into our life. And I believe it will help us in a few minutes here if we consider these remarks, and especially toward the end begin to take into heart what is being said about this Christmas impact and change. Christmas has influenced, or Christmas has changed, our traditions. If you go back before the birth of Christ, they did not celebrate Christmas like we do today. But since the birth of Christ and throughout the centuries, we have refined, defined, and modified our expressions for the way we celebrate Christmas. As a matter of fact, you probably have shopped online, or you have gone to a store and shopped in person getting ready for something that's coming up. You may have decorated your tree and put it up, or maybe today or tomorrow is the day you do that. Many of us already have them up. Some of you will put lights out in front of your house, and many people have put up inflatables. The other night, my wife and I were driving our five-year-old granddaughter around to look at the lights. There's some real cool lights right around here. And while we drove around, we saw this one yard had this big cutout of the word joy. Some of you might have the word joy cut out like that in your yard. Well, her name is Lily Joy. She said, hey, they've got my name. And so we explained, well, that's one of the words of Christmas too. Yes, it is your name. And then we drove around a little more and we saw another big word like that, joy. She said, hey, they're trying to do what their neighbor did. And so she was trying to wrap her head around it. But we we try to decorate our yards in festiveness for the season. Another thing that we end up doing is children get a vacation from school. And that song sums it up well, and mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. And it's so wonderful when it does. But some of you are home from the university, and we welcome you to the service today as you have been away somewhere at college to get more knowledge. We're glad you're here. And some will be traveling, as we said. Soldiers FaceTime, and a few get to come home in this moment to celebrate Christmas. And we have festive traditions that we enjoy. We have myths that have to make people around the world wonder. Where in the world did this Christmas stuff come from? When they see us get all excited about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rain. I mean, the, how, how could you get excited? Or Frosty the Snowman. I mean, we have these kinds of things. Or it was a night before Christmas. And all through the house... And we tell these kind of stories of lore. And then visiting Santa Claus is a highlight for a lot of people. When I was a kid, oh my stars, I enjoyed a visit with Santa. And I enjoyed that one that you see on the screen there as well. Pam and I got to visit with Santa and Mrs. Claus. We had a good chat. We have work parties. We have all kinds of things that we give ourselves to. But tonight we have sacred carols. And we have sung them together. We hear scriptures that tell us the story of the birth of Jesus Christ. The important story, the most important of all. And we have come together in this moment here. Some of you are in this place the first time without a loved one and you have a bit of sadness over your life. Some of you are here and you're confused about what Christmas really even means and you don't even know why you're here. You're just married into that crazy family that goes to BWC on a candlelight service. And here you are in this moment sitting here, like, what? What is going on in this place? And you're trying to figure it all out. And then most people are glad. You're here on purpose. No one twisted your arm. You know why you're here. You know what the songs mean. And you were glad to hear the Scripture just a little bit ago because you embrace it in your life all year long. It's something you embrace. But Christmas is more than tradition. It's a lot more than tradition. Christmas is much bigger and much deeper in its meaning than that. Christmas changes the direction of our life. It changes the direction of our life. Think about the impact Christmas has had on your life. When I was a little kid, we would go over to my grandma and grandpa Boone's house in Fulton, Missouri. That was a little town where Winston Churchill gave his Iron Curtain speech. I stood on that step out there that he stood on. And I thought about that moment when he would have been there. But they didn't live there at Westminster and they didn't live there at the college campuses. They lived at 803 Middle Street. It was a house that was so stinking small. All of us would cram in, and some of my cousins may be watching from home now, but we had a great time coming together to eat the food. But there was one thing I loved to get at Grandma Boone's house. Praline pecan candy. It's kind of a a burnt orange brown. And I'll tell you what, it'll get in your mouth. And it'll stay on your waist. Those memories that we have, beautiful memories that we have. But then grandma and grandpa pass away, and that changes everything, doesn't it? We kind of wonder are we really going to meet as a family anymore? Some do, some don't, depends on the glue you have. And some of you got married this last year or over the last couple of years, and maybe for one of the first times you're getting to come together as a family, and now you're here as an extended family, and you're having to make decisions. Whose house do you go to for Christmas Eve? Whose house do you go to for Christmas Day? What day do you celebrate all this stuff? But consider that first Christmas. When you look at being changed by Christmas, impacted by Christmas, Mary and Joseph were scheduled to be married. They knew that day was coming. It hadn't arrived. And much to Mary's surprise, the angel said, You're going to have a child. You are the selected lady. You are the virgin. And you will be the one to give birth to Jesus, God's Son. And what about the shepherds? Minding their own business. I've been out to what's called the shepherd's field, where the shepherds would hang out with their sheep. Been in some of the cave areas where some of them would get to go and house their sheep. Pretty impressive. It's a great place to get to visit. But the message, the message we're highlighting he is a Savior. That means He would die on the cross. He is Christ. He is the Messiah. He is Lord. He's the one appointed by God Himself, as the Scripture tells us over and over again. And then the wise men, tomorrow in the service it happens here, they're going to be acting out the Christmas story as part of our worship experience. Wise men are going to be there. One of the guys saw me in the back said, yeah, I'm going to be one of the wise men tomorrow. And I'm excited about it. But they studied stars and they were king makers. They could make you a king or make you not a king. Depending on what they knew. And they went before Herod. And he said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? They had traveled a long way. And they brought with them three gifts. Gold for royalty. Incense. A priest burns incense. And myrrh. That meant embalming fluid. He's going to die. And it's talking about Jesus. They gave so much to Jesus that his family could live off that for the next three years they had to go into Egypt because Herod wanted to kill them. So what's the big deal about Christmas? Why all the hoopla about Christmas? Well, our society wants to erase Christ out of Christmas. We understand that. But I'm not really here to talk about our society. I'm here to talk about us. You, me, and what God has in mind for us. It impacted Mary and she worshiped. It impacted Joseph, and he did the honorable thing. Jesus is the name they gave him. It means he saves us from our sins. And the shepherds responded to the angels' voices, said, go see in the city of David, the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. They got up, they went at once. And when they got there, they were overwhelmed. Now, Queen Elizabeth II visited the United States in one of her visits. Of course, she's no longer with us, but she, in one of her visits, visited the United States, and when she did, It cost $20 million. She had to bring many outfits. She had to bring her hairdresser. She had to bring, bring, bring. But the shepherds just went like they were and got the greatest news. And they left rejoicing on their way. Christmas brings change to every individual who will open their heart to Christ. He lives. He died. He rose again. He lives eternally. Lee Strobel, great writer, was a forensic journalist graduating from the University of Missouri, practiced over in Illinois. He had anger issues, and he had alcoholic issues. He was married, and they had a child. And the neighbor kept pestering his wife to go to church with her. Finally, to get the neighbor off of her back, his wife consented, went to church, and the thing is, it wasn't like church she had always grown up with. Didn't hear the organ, didn't hear the stuff that she didn't understand. She heard something she did understand. And she liked it. She was intrigued by it. She went back. And eventually she opened her heart and life to Christ and said, I receive you into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Be my Christ. And her life was changed. Now, Lee didn't want to be married to a Christian, so what did he do? He said, this is craziness. He couldn't talk her out of it. He said, I will do my forensic study on this. And for the next year and nine months, He traveled around the world and did forensic evidences on all of this kind of stuff to figure out if Christ was really real. And you know what he came away with? Like many others, like Josh McDowell and C.S. Lewis, Chronicles of Narnia guy, like many, 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 many thousands and millions, really, of people have done throughout time. They go through all of the story and all of the studies, and they come back with the understanding that Jesus Christ is real. He really did live, and he really is Lord. And you have to come to a decision, what will I do with Jesus? Because in the end, he's the one to whom we will go and we will see him there. But you said, Kev, you just said he died for the sins of the world. He did. But just because your wife fixes you a meal or your grandmother fixes you a meal tomorrow, or maybe you fix a meal, the family still has to sit down and eat it. It doesn't mean anything unless you eat it. You're here smelling the meal, but it doesn't do you any good unless you receive it. So I'm encouraging you to open your heart to Christ. I land with this, Doug LeBlanc is a writer, very intelligent man, and an editor. One of his fondest Christmas Eve memories was going to church with his family. They weren't really religious people, but they went to church, and when they went there, his dad, a World War II veteran, who had seen many of his friends lose their lives, was on this night singing very loudly and very off-key. He had had some drink before he came and it loosened him up a little bit. And he was enjoying and singing in all earnestness. Angels we have heard on high. He was singing that song, congregation was. And he was singing it. Normally he was a shy man and he wouldn't sing so loudly. Something was in him tonight to sing. Now... A few Christmas Eves later, Doug's brother became a Christian. He opened his life to Christ and invited him in. And he came in to be his Christ, his Savior, his Lord. And he was changed by Christmas. Doug's dad said, no, this is crazy. You've gone off the deep end, you're a Jesus freak. He said, you can't be doing that. He said, I'm going to prove that Jesus isn't really that. And he began to study And he came away with this understanding. I don't know Jesus like you do, but I want to know Jesus like you because the evidence is there. As the angel said to the shepherds, a Savior is born to you this day in the city of David, Savior who is Christ the Lord. And he opened his heart to Christ. Radically changed. Doug said, I closed my eyes around Christmas time. My dad passed away in 92. But he said, I can imagine him singing with the angels the songs of Christmas. Unto you, Cherryville, unto you, unto me, is born today a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. You're going to get many gifts, but I encourage you to unwrap this one. And the way you do it is to open your heart right now to him. Right there where you're sitting. and Say, God, I don't understand it all, but I invite you in. Forgive my sin. I receive you as my Savior. Be my Lord. Be my Messiah. Give me life with purpose. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you he'll do it. He'll do it right now, right there where you're sitting. I know because he did it for me. Lord, I thank you for the transformation Christmas makes in our lives when we open our heart to the message that you have given us, to the gift of salvation. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, Jesus, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. So we partake of this meal in Jesus' name. Amen.